Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the Living with Power Hope podcast. It is awesome to be back with you. And Lena here, in case you missed me since last week, and I'm here with... Hey, guys, Diana here. And we're doing the Soul Sisters series. Got a couple episodes to go before we take a summer... The plan is to take a summer break. Diana, we're thinking of doing a, a teaching series that I just finished up on negative emotions, so be looking out for that. Um, what do you think? Did you enjoy that series? Oh, that's such a good series. Good yeah, topics. Ne- yeah, negative emotions are so common these days, and we need to have a biblical view on how to handle them. Yeah, we went through some good ones. So that's that's on the. Th- By the way, if you're watching for the first time or listening for the first time, guys. Uh, I run a ministry called Living with Power Ministries. We have this podcast weekly here called the Living with Power Hope podcast, but we also do a number of other things in this ministry, including a Thursday night live Bible study that goes on most of the year. We'll take a small break in the summer. And so I've been teaching live on Facebook and you can, you're welcome to join it. You can check it out by going to our website, livingwithpower.org and click on the join our community tab, which is at the very top. But I've been teaching through negative emotions and a biblical response to them. And so we've talked about fear and guilt and shame and a number of, of, of topics that are really difficult and common right now. So I invite you to be on the outlook here this, in the next few weeks uh, for the series on the podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation, Diana and I, on uh, uh, the next two weeks will be very practical, by the way. Um, but let me also just plug in one more thing. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, do it. But also, we'd love for you to grow our reviews on iTunes, you know, that's how people get to see the podcast is when you guys give a little shout out, just tell them how great it is. And I hear from so many of you, by the way, if you ever want to email me, you can email me at lina at livingwithpower.org. That's L-I-N-A at livingwithpower.org. If you have any questions, ideas for the podcast, I will be recording a new Dear Lena series soon. And if you are familiar with our podcast, you know that the Dear Lena series is fun. Talk about controversial things from the perspective of uh, our postmodern culture, post-Christian culture, really, and how to approach these topics uh, from a Christian perspective. So if you have a, some questions that are burning on your heart, maybe may, you have people in your life who ask you challenging questions and you want a biblical perspective on it, that's what we do here, biblical truth for, for everyday, everyday life. life. All right, today, Diana, we're going to talk about healthy bodies, healthy minds. Sounds and I, good. Well, I thought it was a good topic for a couple of reasons. First, we're hitting ice cream season. Yeah, you like ice cream, don't you? I, I, I would say that's an understatement. I, Sam inherited that from me. Sam is Diana's son. Not only inherited it, I mean... He t- leads the way in it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I, I inherited it from you. Him. No, you, you're right. <laughs> well, I love ice cream. I, I've always loved it. And I, I, I confess that I am the one who probably spent more time at Menchie's. It was frozen yogurt in my defense. But it's summer season. So many good foods. People are more active in the summer, but still... The temptation is to like be like, ah, oh, we're in vacation mode. Let's eat whatever we want. And so, Diana, you've spent a lot of your time. Maybe you could tell us a little bit of a background and story. But you've spent a lot of your time um, dealing with health issues with people. Now you do a lot of health coaching. And so tell us a little bit about your angle in it. And then maybe we can hit some some principles or topics or challenges that people face, especially in the summer, as it maintains to stay healthy without it becoming obsessive. Because don't you think we see like extremes? People are either... Too obsessed or not obsessed Well, that's the day and age we're living in. You have a lot of very obsessed people about it. And uh, the biblical view on it would not encourage us to be obsessed about it, but there's a balance. A little bit of background. You said I deal with a lot of people who have health issues. I have my own health issues. And I um, grew up uh, with some challenges. Specifically, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And my body was always... Uh, not my friend, and I struggled with weight, and I struggled with other challenges that come with that, and um, over the years, having kids and such, my body just really became very challenging, uh, gaining weight, losing weight, 
um, not feeling good, not feeling energetic in my early years as a physical therapist. I was very frustrated because I would come home from work, just crash on the couch and really had some serious conversations with God of how can I be fulfilling my calling when I feel so badly. And um, my journey started then. I knew there had to be a solution to finding a sustainable way to honor God with my health. And that's my biggest mission now is to help women specifically learn how to honor God with their health. And it's a big area of problem, as you said, um, you're a doctor, so you see it from a different perspective. Similar, but yeah. different. So there is a connection between the spiritual and the physical, right? We tend to not always make that association. I remember when Lisa Turkhurst wrote her book, Made to Crave. It was like sort of bestseller book. And so a lot of people started thinking about it, but she's not the first person to, to, do, to, to connect the two things. But let's, let's tease that out a little because like in a sense you can go they're separate but they're really not how oh, yeah. are they why is it a spiritual issue well the problem so life? many women and men people do not correlate the two for some reason that part of their life they don't think god is into or concerned about yeah. and the truth is i mean when you don't physically feel well it's a lot harder to fulfill your daily activities and honor god um, right. with your life i um, so, so the physical limitations, and yet we have them because obviously we're getting older and we're aging and we're, some of us have diagnoses and diseases that we have to live with. So it's not that we're going to overcome those. I think that's the idea isn't that we're going to be invincible. It's how can we be best uh, suited and best fit to function our best for God in the face of the challenges that we have. And the second piece is so much of scripture talks about the physical training and the physical disciplines right. that help us learn about the spiritual. And I think that is where if we don't learn them in the physical realm, the discipline, the rigors, the um, dying, the self, doing what we don't like to do, um, it's going to be hard to learn them in the spiritual realm. Well, there's two aspects of it. I mean, because on one hand, I agree. Like, I think a lot of food intake and exercise is about self-control. And so the Bible talks so much about self-control. I mean, the fruit of the spirit, one of them is self-control, but all of it, like don't gratify the flesh. You know, you hear a lot of that, but there are people who are naturally born thin and others who are naturally not. And like, sometimes I've, I've always sort of struggled with that, you know, last five or 10 pounds. Like it almost feels like no matter how hard you try, like where's the balance in all this? Cause you'd be like, okay, I could like be really self-controlled, rigidly self-controlled, but that becomes miserable for what? For that extra five pounds or 10 pounds that you think if I lose, I'll look great. And so even that psyche takes it from the spiritual into the physical because your goal in that is, oh, I want to look better. And, and which I don't think is a bad goal. I mean, so really a question kind of back in the, looking at it from a, you know, te, you know, 100 miles from above the ground. Like, first of all, what does it mean to be healthy? It doesn't mean to be thin. What does it mean to be healthy? Well, and that's, uh, I think, again, there are so much, there's so much information in our day and age about what it means to be healthy. And so um, what we eating, you know, because we have more information and in this country now, again, in certain places in the world, these discussions are irrelevant because right. it's about eating and surviving, um, et cetera. But in our, you know, modern day world here in the U.S., we have better foods to choose from. We have learned more about different types of foods that fuel our body. We know that an active lifestyle is a better lifestyle than a lazy, a sedentary lifestyle. We know that, you know, not, um, we talked about margin a few weeks ago. And so living a balanced life that is not overbooked. So we have time with the Lord and listening to him and it all comes together. Uh, but again, real life is real life. 
crises happen and, and things like that. But if we are healthier, we are going to be able to make the most out of the life that is before us. Um, what I wanted to say a second ago, and I think what you were touching on, those last five to 10 pounds, what really becomes is if that's the only thing you want that's going to make you happy is being a certain right. weight, being a certain size, um, you know, avoiding certain things that come along with aging, then you have to go back to is, is this becoming more important to me than God, which then obviously leads to is this becoming an idol in my life? I have to get to this weight or... I will not be able to you know, be happy. Out. So I like mm -hmm. to define, and I, if, I mean, if you're listening, you're like, what, is it, I, what does that mean? Like food become an idol. I think sometimes the Christian language, Christianese is, uses that term idolatry, and it's a biblical term, obviously. And I mean, I always like to think of idolatry or what is an idol. It's anything you think you need in order to be happy. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, so usually it's something you need that you think you need more than God. Like you don't, you don't go. I think I need to be thin more than I need to be God, more than I need God. But sort of the way you act, it's like you're never happy or content or satisfied until you a reach a certain weight or make enough money or whatever your idol is. You know, uh, have a boyfriend, get married. You know, etc. Whatever. If it becomes all-consuming, I refuse to be happy unless I fill in the blank. Then that's an idol. And food does tend to be, become idolatrous almost more so than other I guess food and exercise both mm -hmm. can be so you've got the extremes the ones that are like that absolutely not I want nothing to do with it but and so so just to kind of back back on what back piggyback that whatever that expression on what you were saying let's be clear to be healthy does not mean to be thin I think this is a really important mm -hmm. distinction you, you can be healthy and not be thin well I for example I'm not um thin I'm, you know, I'm a weight loss coach and I'm not thin. I'm still have some weight to lose, but over the last 10 years, all of my, you know, tests that are run by doctors are healthier and better, including right. cholesterol, blood pressure, right. different things. Why? Because I'm living a healthy lifestyle. Um, and so, you know, prime example, would I like to be able to be a little thinner? Sure. Is it something I work on? But I have to face the challenges in my body, but I'm healthy and I feel good. Yeah. And I'm able to do the things that God has put in my life. And so I think the one of the points that I like to really, that I find um, is a controversial in this topic is, you know, people talk a lot about loving yourself and I'm in the wellness oh, industry. And so it's interesting because this can be an area where I feel like we make an excuse to not be healthy because yeah. we don't want to love ourselves, but I really present it to my clients and people I work with as a matter of stewardship. Right. You know, our bodies belong to God, and I teach my children this. We have to honor Him. It's not a matter of loving ourselves. It's a matter of loving God Right. by taking really care of our point. bodies. So it's a complete mindset shift. Um, that needs to happen. And that's a huge game changer into why should you care? Well, that's, that's really next on my question list, which is like, why should we want to be healthy, which drives that motive and idolatry. Like, and so again, the why, you have to really think through that. Why do you want to be healthy? And I think you're right, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do to alter the glory of God. So really now you get to, okay, all right, so, so maybe healthy doesn't mean skinny, but maybe it means that you're improving on your numbers. You don't even have to have perfect numbers. Maybe your A1C, for if you don't know what that is, that's a measure of whether you're close, you're having high blood sugars over time. And so if your A1C goes from an eight to a seven, that might be a win for you. Mm -hmm. Same with the cholesterol levels, et cetera. And so there are real implications if you, if you don't 
think through those things. And you may be like, well, I never go to the doctor. I don't know what my numbers are. That's a problem. At some point, you probably want to do that so that you don't wake up dead, which I get we're all going to die someday anyway, but there has to be some stewardship, what you're saying. Well, and again, it does matter because I go back to when I was, I'm 48 in a couple of months. And when I was like in my late 20s, I felt terrible. Yeah. I could not function. And so when it comes to fulfilling, you know, being obedient to God, being healthier, Right. has allowed me to be a better mom, a better wife, a better human in being more godly, more loving. When I'm eating foods that don't make me feel, you know, horrible, I'm not as irritable. Now, right. at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit has to change me, but those are things it's we like can do. we need to help ourselves in exactly. a sense, right? Like when you see, you see your kid, like, you know, when Sam eats too much sugar, as an example, you can tell, like, you don't even need to be a genius to know, man, you've had a lot of sugar today, you got to cut back. And we see it in our own cells. You become dependent on caffeine or whatever it is, alcohol or, by the way, not, I don't even want to just, when I think about healthy bodies, healthy minds, it's not even just about eating an exercise. Everybody always speaks about that, but sleeping patterns mm -hmm. is huge. That's you the know? foundation. You and I were talking living. recently, yeah, like about like putting the phones next to, next to your bed. And if you wake up at one in the morning, do you habitually like, like I'm in the habit to check my phone and then I'm up for an hour, right? And then you don't have good sleep. Now, again, I think, you know, obviously I'm in a different stage of life. I don't have any kids. I set my own hours, et cetera. But still, but those are things that, that you need to be honest about. Like, you know, this isn't a diet talk. This is a, how can I live my life in a way that's healthier so that I can feel so help well that I can serve God for all of my days and redeem the time. Right. And that's what you just said. I love it. How not a diet. Like we try to do these programs, these things that are extremes. Right. First of all, our goal as Christians is to grow in Christ likeness, which requires us to learn how to grow, for example, in self-control, spirit control, which we can learn how to do that tremendously when it comes in the area of food and movement and sleep and all of those healthy uh, ways. But we don't want to because it's who want, you know, it's easier to just say, I don't care. And so it's, it's really, uh, to me, what I love when I, when I see others and when I learn it myself, we can grow deeper in our spiritual disciplines as we learn how to practice some of the spiritual disciplines into our physical realm. Does that make right, sense? Right, right. Um, so well, to I mean, you hate quick fads, like those diet fads, which Diana and I have, like, we laugh about it sometimes, but, or fight about it. But basically, like, like you know, once Lena in a while. Lena just did a 20, well, she well was it's supposed, supposed to, to be a, a five-day initially, oh, but five I ordered days, four so. days, so it's going to be a juice fast, and I, I ordered, because I was feeling she disgusted. Well, wait, 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 wait. There's, a, there's a back, there's, there's, a, there's a story behind it. I came back from Lebanon, and I felt I had some major parasite, which I don't think I did. I think some of it is post-COVID. I don't know. Something was off, and I mean... I mean, maybe not even a parasite. I don't know what I had, but it, I just didn't feel right. And so I was like, how do I clean up my system? And so I'm a doctor, right? I understand. Like, I should know better. I was like, I'm going to do a juice fast. And I know some of you are like, it works. It works. Well, there's no data that shows it works. But I still cave because I wanted a quick fix because I want immediate gratification. And so I was like, oh, I'll do this. It'll cleanse me out. So I went online. And luckily, I hit up a good one I found out later. But I didn't know when I ordered it. So I was going to do a five-day. But then I was like, that's, that's too long. I'll do a four-day. So I ordered four days. And I got through two, 36 hours. I maybe made yeah, it. I didn't, under, not 48 hours. I think two, 40 yeah. hours. Yeah. And then I was, I was lightheaded and I was feeling like I was going to faint and I was irritable and I was supposed to speak. It was the week of my birthday. And I was like, literally like, like, I'm like, I can't move. I was dying. And so I, I, I at 40 hours, I ate. 
I ate a small cherry tomato and I don't regret it. And then I still have some of those juices in my fridge, by the way. She I was need to gonna try them. it again, but I think she decided extremes and quick Well, fixes. look, I, I've done other extremes. I've done the keto, I've done, you know, different things. Again, I've, I've never, I, unlike Diana, I've never struggled with big fluctuations, but there's always that five or 10 extra pounds at the end where you're like, ah, I just wanna, and I exercise and I do all this stuff. And, and I think sometimes you don't even have to be slender. You can be overweight and feel like you're doing everything you can. And so you wanna get that quick fix because it'll just you know, get you the look that you want because ultimately there is a big component of, I wanna look good if I wanna lose weight. Like I, I think, yeah, I wanna be healthy, but, but the interesting thing, even quick fixes. Well, they like, don't work. Well, they don't work spiritually or well, nothing yes. Well, hang on, they don't work fix. in the long term. I I don't think. I think they might work in the short term. Yes, well, and then in, in, in dieting, quick fixes actually the weight you lose, you regain with a vengeance because of how the body yeah, responds I mean, metabolically. And not always. Like most, if you look at lot, data, yeah, true, it, true. it is you gain more weight than you lose each time you do an extreme. You your body true. stores it as fat, and it, your body composition gets worse. But the point is, the in the in the spiritual itself. economy, right. nothing is a quick fix. Right. Like, yes, some people get saved and overcome alcohol, you know, in drinking a day, alcohol. But most people, it becomes like a it's daily, a life, yes, it's a lifelong moment by moment battle, surrender. yes, right. and, and death to self. And if you can't learn, right. you know, we learn how to apply that through our discipline of, you know, going, saying no to pleasure like Moses. He chose right. not to, you know, That's a great verse, actually. to partake with the, yeah, Hebrews, Hebrews 11. I'm, I'm not quoting it while Lena's looking it up, but. We have to be able to say no, and we don't feel like it's ever right to say no, but that's how we grow in our walk with God ultimately, and our physical health is just one way to do it. He uh, chose to... When he was growing up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin for a season. Or the, the pleasures of sin for a season is, is how I remember as I was growing up, but the fleeting pleasures of sin. Because really it is, it's fleeting, and we find it with... Uh, the diet issues is that, you know, we think, oh, if I just, I, I mean, I, I do this all the time. Like if I just have this dessert, I'm gonna feel so happy. And then later you're like, oh, I should have eaten that extra piece of dessert. Now, again, these are, I, I think one of the other comparisons between spiritual and physical is like, you can't really be legalistic about it. Like, oh, you know, I, I'm the rule keeper. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna eat not, nothing here for the, you know, no desserts for the next week or month. Or, the problem is we break those. And when we break mm -hmm. them, our word becomes like, oh, well, what does it matter? And it's like, like I think, again, applying the spiritual principles, legalism doesn't work. Yeah, no, exactly. And usually legalism, as we see it in so many people, it comes back with a vengeance, right? Right. Like, I mean, I can think of several people who went to an extreme and, right. you know, now right, in the right, world, right. Um, what we're living in, like they go to the extreme other side. And I think, again, like, the concept of honoring God with our bodies yep. is huge if we understand that our bodies belong to God. Scripture tells us that in 1 Corinthians. In Romans 6 and in Romans 12, it tells us, offer your bodies to God. It could have said, offer your heart. Well, and I want to encourage someone. I mean, again, I want to encourage someone who might be listening, who might be like, well, I'm obese. What am I going to do? You can start honoring God with your body well, even I, now. I'm still overweight. I was obese, and I'm very close to being within the right you know, body composition numbers that are medically classified. But honestly, I don't even care. But you're I'm, healthy and strong. Though. I'm in the best health I've ever been, the best weight I've ever right. been. Um, so I'm encouraging someone who, right. who is like me is my point is this is encouraging. And like Lena said, right. this is what I do for work now. I help women well, in this, but they are to, sometimes we don't want to know where we are, Yes. but the most empowering right. thing is to know where you are because it empowers you to start making change. And it's just like anything in our life. When we start 
seeing success, it empowers us to do better, right? Yeah. Not always, you know, I get that, but um, so it's just really, um, to me, it is so amazing how God designed our bodies and how we have to learn to overcome struggles there to help us learn how to walk more closely to him spiritually. And it is, God cares about our bodies. Right. You know, he cares. That's, why would he say whether you eat or drink? I mean, right, it's a funny right, right. verse, just if you think about it, because he cares about every aspect of us, and that's how he made us. Well, and so, great segue to kind of, as we even come to finish this discussion on, on any, there's, I mean, you're right, there's a bazillion dollar industry. Every Everyone, oh my gosh, everyone on Instagram has like a diet, site like oh this is how you lose weight they do their little exercises on the instagram and i'm always like exhausting it is exhausting i'm exhausted of it and honestly there's i think there's a generation now that like 15 12 to 25 the risk is not that you'd be over i i never almost see any overweight young well, people anymore young, now it's, so it's trending too, towards too thin. the very thin and the, uh-huh. of course the eating disorders that's a whole nother chapter we actually had a podcast here with someone who wrote a book about eating alexandra mckillop who's it's a great book by the way that she had about a year ago so you can look at the archives if you're looking for help with eating disorders but but um i was trying to find that verse about do not gratify um uh uh, your body's. The, the, I, I, I thought I just read it in my quiet time at the end of Romans uh, 13. I'll, I'll think of it in a second. Oh yeah, today. Um, oh yeah, J- Romans 13. I'm, I'm like looking at it. Oh, I was in Corinthians. That's why I was like, wait, why can't I find it? Romans chapter 13. Oh yeah, here it is. All right, ver- last verse of Romans chapter 13 sort of speaks to that. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And and so, but what I was gonna do? Let's end on a really practical note. So. We're talking about healthy bodies, healthy minds. We're going into the summer. You know, obviously sometimes that's a hard time to think about diet. I know people think holidays are a hard time, but really this is a hard time because you're cooking out and you're eating. There's always a, it's fun, ice cream, you know, all this good stuff. Where do people start? Like just help, help us get started. Where should I start if I want to try to be healthier this summer? Well, I'm going to just tell you what I tell okay. myself, what I do every day actually. And the first thing I tell the women that I deal with and it's to, I write this prayer every day. I do it every day. God, I invite you into my wellness today and, or into my weight loss, into my wellness. And I, I further write, um, my temple, my talents, my time belong to you. It's really good. So I write that every day in my journal. And so that it used to be just the first part. So if you're starting, I would just write, God, I invite you into my wellness today. He's in it. We're just not aware of it. And that step and makes you aware of his presence That's in your good. wellness and he cares, right? And so, and again, some of my key verses is to remember Romans 12, one, I offer my body to you. Um, and then it says later, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so these are rich verses. If we remember that our bodies belong to him, he wants us to offer them. And then we invite and really reframe how we think that he cares about this and what I'm doing matters to him. It, but like what? Okay, that's good. I love that, by the way. But like, then what should we eat for breakfast? You know? Well, so, I mean, a very practical tip, and again, is to um, eat natural foods, right? Like, right. so eat... Not processed. Well, right. So eat the foods God made. You know, I was just, you know, talking to someone. She said, what's fake food? The more ingredients food have and the more they have on a label, the more they're tampered with and not right. have stuff that helps us. So food, good. the food God made makes us feel good right and the food he made doesn't have labels so right. the, the more you can eat from that food the better for example right move your body get out and it play does with not, the kids don't doesn't worry have to be about a lot. how yeah. fast how hard just move right 
you know, we're sedentary. Like when I started working online, I had to really rethink how I moved. So I do a lot of walking bouts throughout my day because I sit a lot at my computer. Right. So those would be two starting points. And Lena mentioned sleep. Get seven to nine hours of sleep a right. night. So Which I know some of you are going, no way again, do that. But you have to start with seven, six, I was going to say. Seven is what the I mean, research yeah, shows right. as like a really good number, seven to nine. And of course, you can look up a million things that show a different amount. But so basically, you know, choose to eat clean as best as you can. And, you yeah. know, a grow yeah. a veggie garden in your backyard if you, you know. Yeah, that's to, a good activity that you can actually. You can be active, active doing and it. Eat Move your body and then get some rest. And I mean, one small thing, I mean, to assess, like Diana mentioned at the beginning, just as a doctor, like she said, you know, she didn't know she had polycystic ovaries until like well into her teenage college years, really. Uh, go to the doctor once in your life, get some data. Like now, if you're like looking to be like, I'm going to try to be healthier, like figure out where you're at in numbers. Like it might be scary to find out, but like, this is what I remember, say, know you're, know I'm healthy. You're... I mean, no, but like, look, look, I, it happened to me. Remember like three years ago, I got, yeah. I got the A1C and it was she 5. Had 6. She for about a week. I did. I went on a binge of the, some diet. No, I, she stopped I, sugar for I, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then and I was, lasted a day. <laughs> then I got a Peloton <laughs> and then my A1C came down to 5.1 and I haven't checked it since it's been two years i need to check it again but i got so panicked i did i had a i had like a no, but that was really good i mean i always guide you right yeah. and so even within like because I, I thought hang on because i thought i was healthy guys like i did not expect it i'm i work out regularly i didn't see it coming i was like 5.6 is pre-diabetic like and my dad had diabetes he died of diabetes related complications and like we're sensitive about that in our family and so it was a wake-up call and well, i didn't stop eating sugar for a week can... but, but but now i eat sugar I just yeah yeah you like to I just need to check my you, like Shalina said when you don't have the chronic struggles like I do you can be a little Fluctuate. more like Lena. Yeah. I have uh, my body is not my friend, and it helps me understand right. women who struggle because I my body's a struggle every day. But again, I, it, you can do better. And so, um, you know, knowing her A one C, she was able to lower it. That's it motivated good, me. Well, the good news is you can improve. Yeah. Our, I see women improve their numbers all the time, and that's the most exciting. It's not the weight on the scale; it's seeing your cholesterol. my blood pressure too hovered high a couple times. And then, yeah. honestly, it was it was around that time. It was like mm -hmm. flirting up. I've, I've because always you been were trending so called into... normal. And I'm telling. Then I started doing hit workouts, mm -hmm. which I wasn't strength doing before. Training. I was doing this elliptical, always the same. Like your body gets used to it. So I started a little bit more strength training, core workouts, things like that. And it's time commitment. Honestly, I'm yeah, not gonna but lie. Here's the thing: it is. It matters. Like it's not a matter. Well, it, of... it brought down my numbers, and I feel right. like healthier and energetic. And I mean, well, and I read a lot of missionary biographies of missionaries back in the 1800s. Hundreds. So and do they I. didn't, uh, yeah, I just finished Adoniram Judson and like they did not they didn't have go to margin. The gym. No, but, and, and they suffered though. They died very oh, early. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you read them with this torn heart, like, wow. I mean, they right. totally didn't take care of their bodies and for the sake of the gospel. And, and it challenges me, you know, being a person who now right. spends most of their time helping people try to feel healthier. It's, it's an interest, you know, we have more information, so we want to do our best, but never make it an idol. I guess that's the balance. The bottom line is that. That's yes. the take home of this. You know, if godly, uh, if for bodily exercises, profits, profits little. little. 
My but, mom's favorite verse. Yeah, it is. My mom is not... Well, she actually works out. She's lifting 12 pounds. She, she just knows how easily it can become an, an idol. idol. So she I guards know. us against right, idolatry. Right. Which I know some of you have asked for my mom to be on the podcast. You need to email she, me. Email and her. Don't, well, I'll forward the email. Send me an email. We're going to wrap things up. I want a couple things before we do. If you want my mom to do a special appearance on the podcast, send me an email. Title it Layla or Lena's mom. Lena at livingwithpower.org. <laughs> hey, if you have any questions about weight loss, about exercising, about your health, maybe if, even a medical question, I'm willing to try to answer it to the best of my ability. Uh, and, and Diana, maybe you could just tell them, I, I tried to get this practical at the end. I thought you gave us some really good practical tips, but maybe there is a, a woman who's listening who really would like to engage in a deeper fashion with trying to walk this journey of healthy body, healthy minds. How can she reach you? How can she find out more about what you're doing? Um, you can email me at Diana d-i-a-n-a at stayfitpt.com or look me up on face uh facebook i have a weight loss group faith-based weight loss and i uh, would love to connect or you can email lena if you didn't yeah catch if any you didn't that. catch any of that we'll put it in the in the podcast notes but i think that that would be a great way also to spend your summers and, and it would give you a sense of community because you all have a lot of community stuff that you do with people too oh yeah because community is huge in helping us learn how to live this way right yeah, yeah. you know we want to learn to love the life that god has called us to and live it well we well and really it goes back to sort of the spiritual slash physical i mean again you need to do it in community and so hey this yeah. is why we do this i know this is a little bit longer than usual but i just i find this a fascinating field and look people have Again, spent their life doing this. We just took 30 minutes of your time talking about it. I hope it helped. I hope you guys are encouraged. Listen, we love you no matter what you look like. We love you. We want you to live long, happy, meaningful lives. And so whatever we can do to help you do that, we will. That includes teaching you the Bible to help your souls and your spirits, but also helping your bodies. And so I've dedicated my life to care of patients, and it it is a privilege to do it. So if you um, have enjoyed this podcast, let us know. Otherwise, share it with your friends and come back next week. We're going to talk about money next week. Can't wait to see you.